listeners. My name is Haley. And I'm Richa. And welcome back for another episode of Dimes of Crime. Uh, Rich and I are actually, this is our second episode tonight that we're recording because she's leaving on her vacation and it will be the last episode we record before her vacation. Yeah, we're both excited for the break, but so for you guys, even though this is a week apart, we're both still drinking water. We haven't <laughs> switched to a drink. Yes, I did drink wine today. I drank wine today, but I was getting my hair done. I was like, I did not want a headache. I had a hangover once this year, and that's good for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I feel yeah. Um, all right, we're just gonna jump into this episode. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I am ready. Disclaimer still apply. Okay. Yes. Just going to say that, guys. Every time. It's just, just All right. I'm some. ready. All right. Disclaimers, goriness, drugs, suicide, sexual assault all happen. Listen with your headphones on. Oh, wow. <laughs> Not in this particular episode. Oh, okay. I was like, dang, Haley, you're getting like all yeah. of the ones out here in one case. No, but it does happen in our episodes throughout. So, yes. Yeah. True crime. Anyways, going into the episode. Um, Today, we'll be talking about Michelle Avela. Michelle Avela was your average 17-year-old girl. She was beautiful and popular, for a lack of a better word. And she had her whole life ahead of her. That was until she was betrayed by two of her best friends. This is a story involving jealousy, rumors, and love triangles. But mostly... Most importantly, this is the story of a young life that was cruelly taken far too soon. Michelle Avela, commonly known as Missy, was born on February 8, 1968 in Arlita, California. Missy's parents divorced during her early childhood and she was raised by her mother, Irene, along with her other siblings. Missy was a perfect little girl. She was social, outgoing, beautiful, and had a great sense of style. She made friends easily, which is how she met Karen Severson. Let me know if this is sounding familiar to you, because this is a very popular um, case. It does sound familiar, but I, I don't know if this is like the bullying case. Yes, kind of. Is it? Okay. Well, It's the one well, where her two friends do it, right? I mean, like, you've already said that, but sorry, <laughs> yeah. I think it is yeah. It is sounding familiar to me for yes. some reason. But you've I probably can't heard this case. All. And a lot of our true crime lovers probably have heard this case, because it is a popular one. Karen and Missy lived on the same street growing up, and the two quickly became inseparable. Since they were eight years old, the girls walked to school together every day. They played jump rope and were just your typical young girls who told each other everything. It was said that they became best friends after one of them lost a cat and asked help from the other to find said lost cat. After this the two were bffs at some stage a new friend would enter into the twosome laura doyle laura fit right in and the girls acted like sisters during middle school missy and karen started hanging around a slightly rougher crowd of kids that used drugs and they themselves even experimented in that sort of thing 
Throughout all this, they remained as close as ever. That was until high school rolled around, Missy and Karen started to drift apart, mainly due to Karen's emerging jealousy of Missy. Also, Karen... Two is company, three is crowd. Right. And Karen got pregnant when she was 15 and was sent away, and then she came back. And so that pregnancy also, like, that time apart was, like... Yeah, Part of the it can reason. really drive a wedge between yeah. friends. Especially that young. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, she was 15 and she has a baby now. Karen. Wow. Missy was also seen as the prettier friend and was more popular than Karen. Missy had mm-hmm. also begun spending time with the boys. And this meant that Karen didn't spend 24-7 with Missy like they had previously done. This made Karen particularly angry, so she started a rumor that Missy was sleeping with all the boys at school. Uh Uh-oh. This rumor would have a knock-on effect. It quickly spread around the school, and Missy actually got jumped by a group of girls and was beat up fairly bad. (gasps) Because these girls thought she was sleeping with their boyfriends. Oh, my God. Come on, man. That's still... Be mad at your boyfriends. You can't beat up a girl for that shit. That's just annoying. I know. I'm sorry. I don't care what she did. She did not deserve to be beat up. And I mean, we don't know if she did or didn't, but I'm pretty sure she didn't. And this was just a rumor. Like, that's Regardless, just my Even if she had, doesn't give them a reason to do it. No. No. But you know how middle schoolers are. They're mean. Oh, crap. I forgot this was still middle school only. Yeah. Uh, I guess, yeah. Middle school. And they're going into high school. So, yeah. Regardless, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, Anyways. Yeah. 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 The girls had heard the rumor and some of these boys that Missy had been accused of sleeping with these girls' boyfriends. So despite the rumor being nothing more than a way to get back at Missy, it had now become something a lot more serious. And by getting back at Missy, it's just because they're not spending enough time together and she's prettier than Karen, Yeah, I guess. I mean, it is high school, so I understand the... the jealousy. I understand the jealousy. I just don't understand the actions. Right. Missy and Karen's high school career was filled with skip classes and partying. The girls continued to use drugs occasionally, and Missy, who was once considered a gifted student, saw her grades begin to drop. Both girls ended up being transferred to San Fernando Mission, which was a school for students who weren't keeping up with normal school life and classes. Do you know if Missy kept her baby? Uh, It was Karen's baby. I hope oh, I didn't say Missy's, but yeah, it was no, Karen's you, I think baby. you did say Karen, but do you know if she kept Yes, it? so the parents helped her raise oh. Karen's. Karen's adopted, and Karen's adopted parents are helping her raise her daughter, I believe okay. it's the daughter. The girls were still friends at this point, despite the awful rumors spread by Karen, and would often drive out to a remote wooden area of the Angeles National Forest when they wanted to have some fun here they would drink and party laura knew the spot well the particular spot wasn't easily accessible the road ended and you needed you then needed to walk a fair bit to get to the hangout spot which was near a creek the point being that not just anyone would know how to find it and you know as kids drinking in high school you're going off to do it in places that you can't get caught yeah obviously yeah why always woods though there has to I be mean, I grew up in Alaska, so that's where we did our drinking. I mean, yes, I get you. Or you're people, not like the norm in the country. Right. Or I did it a lot in, um, I mean, I did live in California and Washington, but like 
Bellingham, Washington. And I would go, we go to friends' houses that parents were either cool with it or like are already graduated and they have their own apartments. Still, better yeah. places to do it than the woods. Within the woods. So much can go wrong in the woods. Right. During Missy's- I say parking lot after like the creepy ski mask guy story. So don't oh, even God. parking lots are no longer I safe, but whatever. Story. I can't just believe do that. it. Just I can't do believe it that happened to you. I can't believe that happened to you. <laughs> I mean, all these stories we tell are true, too. So it's not like it should seem unusual to me, but it's so weird that it happened to someone I know. And I'm glad you came out alive. <laughs> yeah. And unscathed. unscathed. Yeah. I laugh about it, but it's pretty scary. Anyway, so yeah, they're in the woods. You need to know where it is to go to that spot. Laura knew it well. So they're drinking and partying here. Yes. During Missy's junior year, she has started dating a guy called Randy. The two only dated for a month off. So off and on. And Missy broke things off because she didn't like Randy's lifestyle and the fact that he was always partying. Hmm. Just after they broke up, Karen then started dating Randy. Uh-oh. Love triangle. And the two even moved in together. Oh, no. Randy still liked Missy, though, and tried to make moves on her. But Missy respected Karen and didn't want anything to do with him. Missy spoke to Karen about breaking up with Randy, but Karen didn't want to hear it, and she stopped talking to Missy. Yeah, I bet she thought Missy was just jealous or whatever and just ignored yes. her. Things had really soared between the girls, and they even got into a physical alter- altercation at a local neighborhood park. Karen had threatened Missy with a broken bottle and had pushed and slapped her. This was obviously bad, <sighs> but in just 10 days, things were about to get a whole lot worse. And I just want to put my two cents here. Like, I don't know exactly, like, Missy living with Randy when they're in high school and Missy... Or, I thought no, Karen's sorry, living with yes. Randy. Okay. Karen was living with Randy in high school and she has a baby that her parents are helping raise. Like, I don't know that whole dynamic. Like, Yeah, it just seems like they're adults who are also like they're teenagers acting like adults like i'm sitting here questioning like where the parents are in all of this but again not for me to judge anyways right. yeah and i don't know all the the details that like yeah. did brandy possibly move in with karen and karen's family like we don't know uh, i mean i don't know um on october 2nd 1985 missy told her mom that she was going to hang out with laura Laura picked up Missy and the two headed off for whatever they were planning to get up to. Irene later recalled that the girls seemed happy and were laughing and chatting about boys as they left. Everything seemed normal. Roughly four hours after Missy had left with Laura, Irene got a phone call from Laura at around 6 p.m. Laura asked if she could speak with Missy. Irene was obviously quiet, confused since she thought the two girls were still together. This is when Laura told Irene that she had dropped Missy off to talk with some boys in a park. The three boys apparently had a blue Camaro and Laura said she left Missy talking with them while she left to run an errand. When she returned, Missy and the boys were nowhere to be seen. Irene began to worry. Irene began to worry about this, like at the stage, like where, where is Missy and you know, why is she not back by now? By 8 p.m., Irene Worry grew to panic. When Missy didn't call like she had promised, she would. She just was freaking out. Irene waited up that whole night for Missy, but she never came home. Oh, my God. A whole night? I can't even imagine. Like, I would be watching the seconds tick by. 
I know. Also, like when you're in high school, like I feel like it wouldn't be too uncommon for your kid just to like not show up and not answer their phone. But I don't, I don't know. know. I know I did that would shit. Never. Okay, yeah. I was like, I lived in a household where if I did that shit, I don't think I would have had a house to go back to the next day. Yeah, I barely graduated high school because I was partying too much my senior year. But I was also 18 years old, so kind of the similar. You know, like still in high school, but also an adult. Yeah, you know? at 18, you're legally an adult. But yeah, my parents, yeah. no, they, you've met my parents. There's no way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a few days went by with no sign of Missy until Irene got a visit from sheriff deputies. She must have known seeing them walking up to her front door that bad news was coming, but nothing can ever prepare a parent for hearing those words. Missy had been found face down in a stream on October 5th. She had been found by hikers in a secluded area of Angeles National Forest. Missy had chunks of hair missing and bruises covering her upper body. She had drowned in roughly eight inches of water. How was that possible? Oh, someone held her down. Well, the 5'2 Missy had a hundred pound log placed on top of her. Oh my God. Right. That's cruel. That's cool. Cruel. cruel. Oh, I was like, wow. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm not quite that nervous <laughs> laughter and like heartless. That's cruel. Yeah, For anyone no, who didn't hear up. me, C-R-U-E-L. <laughs> cruel. And just a question. Do you think that you can move a hundred pound log by yourself? No. That's right? like weighs almost as much as me. I mean, maybe I could move it, but not if it's on my neck. Like you have no leverage to move that. Right. So what I don't even know how three other people could have moved that on top of her. Like 100 uh, pounds is a lot to lift. I honestly have no idea how someone could do that. Anyways, yeah. So moving on. So what had happened? Missy and Laura drove to the hangout, followed by Karen and a friend called Ava in another car. They parked and walked down to the creek. Ava apparently stayed in the car. This is when an argument broke out about Randy and things escalated. Karen and Laura were both being aggressive towards Missy, and then they grabbed her and started to cut off her hair. I think just like, yeah. I thought like, she was with three guys. Was that just a lie? Laura lied, huh? She lied. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Laura was known as an impulsive girl, which is not the first time we've seen that. Yeah, yeah. There's another yeah. case with you Crystal, covered this No, happened. not Crystal Howell. With, um, yeah. Uh, it was no. no, not Crystal Howell. It was that other chick from Alaska. Right? Yeah, the Alaska one. I'm trying to remember What's the it? name. Angela Denali Angel? Denali yeah. Denali yeah Angel was her name. yeah she had like Angel and Angela Denali yeah the betrayal of bestie if you guys haven't heard that episode go listen to it Laura was known as an impulsive girl with an explosive personality but she did but but what she did next was beyond what anyone could have ever imagined she was capable of Karen later said that Lauren straddled Missy in the creek and drowned her Karen made a decision that day to turn her back on Missy and walk away. She let Laura drown the girl who was once her best friend. And as she later put it, she didn't kill her with her hands, but turning her back on Missy assaulted resulted in her death. Karen was the one who allegedly found the log that was placed on top of Missy, but it would be a long time before any of this would come out. So basically Karen's like, Laura did it. I was there, but Laura did everything. She Mm -hmm. cut her hair. She drowned her. I just turned my back and let her kill her. Right. Bullshit. And same with Ava, who's just sitting in the car watching all this happen. Bullshit. If Ava even exists. Right. (laughs) Irene never suspected that Karen or Laura had anything to do with Missy's death. 
In fact, Karen had actually moved in with Missy's family after she was murdered to help comfort (gasps) them. That bitch. She later denied this, but Irene confirmed this was true. Both girls went to Missy's funeral and Karen visited Missy's grave multiple times a week. She oh also my went God. Back. I think I might, as a mom, I might have killed them both myself. Right. And killed myself. It's awful. Like, what the heck? So you not only kill my daughter, then you move in with me in some act of empathy, sympathy, and mourning, and then you visit her grave? That just seems disrespectful. Oh, I'm like boiling in anger. <laughs> yeah, as a parent, it's disgusting. Oh, sure. my God. I mean, as anybody, like, anybody listening to this, it's disgusting and... I couldn't believe that people do this. And but it's not uncommon that people who kill people go to their their um, funerals bizarre. and, you know, go to the town meetings about the killings happening in the neighborhood. It's just so strange. Shocked right now. I'm so shocked I don't even have a nervous laughter is how angry I am. Right. She also went back to the creek where Missy was found and kept newspaper clippings about Missy. Maybe this was a guilty conscience, but it's it was a trophy is what it is. But it was also likely a show to put on to avoid suspicion. Also a trophy or a trophy. Of her first murder. Yeah. Karen most likely wanted to keep up with the investigation to know if they were getting close to finding out the truth. Her drinking escalated after Missy's death. She claimed it was because she had lost her best friend. As I mentioned before, Laura also attended Missy's funeral, and while she didn't move into the home like Karen did, she visited often and even sent a sympathy card to Irene. Barf. Laura told the family that she was depressed and wanted to harm herself over Missy's death because she was the last person to see her alive. Little did police or Missy's family know at the time that the part of the story was true. Laura was the last person to see Missy alive. Just not in the way she told everyone. Keep in mind, these girls were 17 years old at the time. They were hardened adults with criminal pasts. So the fact that they were able to keep up this act for so long speaks to their personality types. It takes a very sick person to act sympathetic. What's that? Doomed to begin with. (laughs) Yeah. It takes a very sick person to act sympathetic to a mother whose child you were responsible for murdering. Not responsible. You actually killed her. You drowned her by putting a hundred pound log on her neck. I mean, that's that's more than just responsible. You did it. I mean, yeah, there's and then yeah. you, you go move in with the mom and send her letters oh, and visit oh, the grave. Yeah, still mad. Still mad about it. I mean, rightfully so. I couldn't imagine if somebody did that. Yeah, you shouldn't need to. Yeah, I, I'm just not going to. Laura and Karen had both been questioned by police at the time of Missy's death and in the subsequent years Laura told detectives her story of dropping Missy off with some boys at the local park always mentioning the blue Camaro both girls seemed cooperative and went with Irene to the police station multiple times three years had gone by since Missy was found and the case had pretty much gone cold that was until Ava came forward Ava Ava exists Ava's real that came out of nowhere Ava spoke with police in July of 1988, and the truth finally came out. So this is three years after? Yeah, three years. Case has gone cold at this point. The mm. police have been talking to Laura and Karen about so Missy. the girls are about 20. Ava told them that Laura and Karen had started to yell and miss at Missy before she even got out of the car, trying to... In- 
insta like instigate an argument. When Missy was out of the car, the girls began pushing and shoving Missy and calling her names. They were accusing her of sleeping around. Missy was crying at this point and obviously confused as to why her two friends were doing this. She was begging them to stop hurting her. Laura and Karen then beat up Missy, which is why she had bruises covering her upper body. One of Missy's earrings was actually ripped out in the attack and got stuck in her hair. Laura then drowned Missy and her and Karen then came up with the idea to put the log on her. This log was four feet long and, as I mentioned before, 100 pounds, so it would have needed two people to move it. Ava went on to say that when Laura and Karen returned to the car, they were calm. Ava didn't leave the car during this time, which is why she was never charged with anything. Also, because she probably came in and confessed, so that probably reduced her sentence. Right. Karen got in the car and drove off and Ava was with Laura and told her we killed Missy. Laura apparently said Missy deserved to die because she slept with Victor, Victor who was Laura's boyfriend at the time. Ugh. Get over it. I know, right? Again, all of this drama and tension was focused on Missy sleeping with their boyfriends. Probably alleged even. Who knows, yeah, knows if it's she just actually rumor. did it's, it. She's yeah. fucking stupid. Anyways, I'm still it's, <laughs> it's as if that rumor that Karen started those years ago had taken hold and was being treated as truth. Kind of like your story that we just did where she like convinced herself that this was a true thing, you know? Yeah, except that was still far more fucked up somehow than this one. But still, it's I don't know. I mean, they're both fucked up. (laughs) Ava testified at the preliminary hearing and said that she was in the car with Karen. Karen had told her that they were planning to scare Missy. She did not mention anything about killing her. Karen and Laura were charged with murder of Michelle Avela. They both pleaded not guilty. Karen was also charged with another things like kidnapping and false imprisonment, which she also pled not guilty to. This begs the question for three long years. These girls had kept up this act of the grieving friends. How long would they have kept their secret? If Ava had, what the hell did Irene think when this came out? I mean, I think did she, she would- kick her out immediately? Did she like punch her in the face? Did she bruise her a little bit? Because like, I would have. Right. I, I know that Irene was upset and we're going to talk about Irene in a second. Oh, okay, good. Laura had changed her story slightly over the years. Initially, she maintained she had dropped Missy off at a local park, but that later changed to having dropped her off at a church. Irene later said that she did not. She did know there was tension between the girls and that they had been fighting over Randy. Karen had apparently told Irene that Missy was a big flirt. After hearing of the charges against Karen and Laura, the stories of the jealousy started to emerge. Piers reiterated that Missy was a prettier friend and the more popular one, and Karen would often start fights with her. Mm. Irene was gutted when she found out that it was Laura and Karen who had been charged with Missy's murder. Karen had even said to Irene once that she was going to avenge Missy and that when they found that animal that did this to Missy, she would be sitting right next to Irene in court. Shut up. (laughs) No. For three years, Irene had been spending time with these girls who were responsible for taking her daughter away from her. I can only imagine how manipulated she felt. 
Karen yes. was held without bail and Laura was held with a $1 million bail. In March of 1990, both women were convicted of second-degree murder and sentenced to 15 years to life. The jury didn't feel that the murder had been planned in advance, hence why Karen and Laura weren't charged with first-degree murder. Neither of them what? showed any emotion during the trial and sentencing. They reportedly looked straight ahead and didn't shed a single tear. Monsters. Psychopaths. Yeah. Laura and Karen's defense had tried to place some blame on Ava since she had been taken so long to come forward. Ava explained that her reasoning for keeping the secret for so long was because she feared for her life, which I think is just bullshit. Yeah. It wasn't until after her brother committed suicide and she felt the grief that the Avelas would have gone through that she decided she needed to tell the truth. But the story doesn't end here because on December 9, 2011, Karen Severson was released. Oh, what the fuck? She had served 23 and a half years. A year later, Laura Doyle was also out. Oh, damn. At least they served like... Uh, actual more sentencing than half their lives uh yeah. more than four years yeah instead of trying to fade into the background and remove her name from what she had done karen stevenson Re- severson released a memoir in 2014 on september 30th to coincide with missy's anniversary of her death this caused major controversy karen discussed how jealousy and boys have been the reason missy was killed and that she felt that missy knew what she was doing Basically, she knew. basically, Karen, Missy knew that oh, because she was. Wait, never yeah, mind. Yeah. Like, Be- never mind. I heard that wrong. Yes. I thought you were talking about Karen knowing what she was doing. Right. Never mind. Because, oh, yeah. So, Miss Karen's basically writing this memoir saying that Missy knew what she was doing, flirting with all the boys and sleeping Who with all the boys. Who allows people in prison to write fucking memoirs is what I want to know. I know. Why? Right? Like, okay, I understand that some people get wrongfully convicted and those can be helpful, but. There was no redemption in this case. Why is someone reaching out to her and being like, yeah, publish your memoir, guys. Like, let me, let me. Which which publishing company did this? Yeah, it's disgusting. Oh. So basically, Karen was painting Missy as a bad guy. I pushed her. I was tired. I was frustrated. All the stuff, everything we were accusing her of, she knew she did it. But not one time did she say she's sorry. That's what a quote Karen said. Oh my God. So you have had 23 and what, 20, almost 24 years to think about your crime. And in your memoir, you're still sitting on your high horse going, the girl you killed didn't apologize to you. Who not only are that, you? But she's on, was on Dr. Phil and basically same shit. I'm sorry, Dr. Phil, why? What? Who gives these people stages? Like, who gives Anna Delvey a stage? And who gives this girl a stage? Like, none of them. Nope, nope, none. Not having it. Barf. Missy's family was rightfully furious. They felt as though everything had been dragged up for them again. And they were angry at the fact that Karen was seeking to profit from her crimes. The the Velas sued Karen Severson the following year for the book's profit sales. This resulted in the state of California passing Missy's Law, which required victims' families to be contacted before criminals were allowed to publish yes. any works. And we see this, but we've seen this, like, even in the Anna Delvey, like, to profit off of crimes that you have committed, which Anna Delvey did, but there's rules on it. 
I can't even talk about Anna Delby with a straight face. It just <laughs> angers me so much. It's just moving on. Next. Anna, you're a queen. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> Get out of that. <laughs> I like Anna Delby, kind of. No. Good good for you, Anna. Nope. <laughs> nope. Uh, the book was said to be poorly written, and Karen certainly didn't profit from it. What happened to Michelle Avela? Ooh, you know who else is trying to profit from their crimes? Your favorite person. What is it? Michelle Carter? Nope. Oh, please don't say the Anthony girl. <laughs> Casey Anthony. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, my God. I think you've tagged me on this on Facebook where she's trying to make some, like, sleazy movie. Yes. Oh, this girl just gets worse and worse and worse, guys. I mean, she's, like, the high of high of, like, the worst people that there are on planet earth like the scum of the earth is what this woman is who makes a sleazy movie about their two-year-old's daughter's death that you almost got charged with this fucking insane Um, whatever that you actually killed because let's be real she killed her wasn't proved but i definitely think so it's just fucking insane whatever i'm moving forward (laughs) well (laughs) we don't want to get just started on casey anthony i just think it's it's a lot to be angry about What happened to Michelle Avela was truly heartbreaking. Regardless of whether the rumors had been true, it was never an excuse to take her life. Laura had kept out of the spotlight after her release, and Karen maintains she is sorry for her part in the murder. She has reportedly dedicated time to anti-bullying campaigns. Okay. But no sympathy for Karen or Laura. Nope. None. None. None whatsoever. All of my well wishes and heartfelt uh, apologies to Irene, none to Karen and Laura. Also, I know. none to Ava. Ava just sat there and watched this shit and never said anything for three years. So fuck yeah, that. I don't feel bad for any of them. And yeah, again, it's another an case where it was like a group of people who get yeah. in on this shit, and it just you might blows not have my beat mind. her. You might not have put a log on her, but you didn't stop them either. It's just exactly as in my book. or call the cops. Like you're sitting in the car yeah. with your phone. Guaranteed. They literally they came back and didn't have a third person with them, and you just what like get got dropped off at home, and we're like do 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 do. Like I'll just go about my day. Like <laughs> yeah. no, it's fucked up. And then to live with Irene, like poor Irene. Yeah, she's an, so just another victim in that for sure. Disgusting. I'm gonna make a list of the top. 10 women that I hate. It's just going to go longer and longer and longer as we do these cases. I know. Well, right now we've got Karen and Laura living their lives. And then. No, it's still pretty much that Anthony chick, Anna Delvey. There, there's a few more that I feel I like. I mean, I'm what forgetting. about um, Anu? Sorry, what was her name? Anu Singh is high up there, but I don't know. She's not. I feel like I just hate Anna Delvey and the Anthony chick to like a different level. Like you hate Anna Delvey more than you hate murderers. Yes. There is an entitlement about her that I don't like. I mean, it's, she is it's annoying. Like very infuriating to me. But I wish that I could just get money like that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm all about like getting the money, but not about stealing it from other people. And for yeah. some reason, not about feeling like you were entitled to steal that from other people. Like, yeah, like no. she still doesn't show any remorse for that. I mean, I don't care about the banks. No, but she's sitting there and posting friend, Instagram really stories about like how she got like a new storyline, how someone's giving her a new show. It's, it's just all bullshit. Like, I you follow her on Instagram? 
No, but when we did her story to like oh, see yeah. it, it was like, oh, because you mentioned that she had an Instagram. So mm-hmm. I went to her Instagram to see if she had something. And then I watched the Netflix documentary. So I was like, oh, I wonder if she still has it. She was sitting there and posting about the Netflix documentary. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyways, <laughs> that's my story for today. I know it's short, but. Uh, still a good story. Yeah. Sad, but good story. The research we cover these cases. might not have been as thorough because we're tired, but we're going to have a break and we're going to have some good stories when you get back on your vacation. And for you yeah. guys listening, there's no break in between, but for us, it's a break. <clears throat> yeah. For us, there will be some break. We've worked very hard to make sure that there will be content and content is uninterrupted. But we're both going to take some long deserved break. That doesn't mean you're not going to hear from us. We're still going to be pretty active on social media. Mm-hmm. So. Um, watch out for a lot more posts. And I know Haley, you mentioned that you're we're gonna do a giveaway. giveaway so yeah, watch out for that as well. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what the terms are. Um, I'll talk to Rich about it, and I'll let you guys know on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, so we'll post on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So mm-hmm. that's where you're gonna find the giveaway. So if you're interested and you're listening, but you haven't followed us on social media, and you want like a custom made Tumblr which says true crime on it, dimes of crime, and there's blood that drips on it. So it's really cool. And then the cup that we posted. But again, if you're not following us on social media, you won't see it, obviously, because this is a podcast. and It's all listening. But if you're yeah. interested in either of those things, go follow us because that's where the giveaway is going to be. Mm-hmm. And yep. yeah, and if you still haven't and you're on this episode listening to us, please subscribe to our podcast. Also leave us a review or a rating. If you haven't done that already, we very, very much greatly appreciate yeah. it. Unless it's one star, then you can just not give us a review. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sure. listening to dimes yep. of crime. And we'll, we'll see, see you next week, next week with a drink in hand night. I want the murder thoughts bite.